0: Turn with me please to Matthew the 6th chapter, Matthew chapter 6 and uh, verse 33 for some weeks now uh, we've been on the subject of seeking the kingdom and we want to continue with that this morning. He said verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. Shall be added unto you. A familiar verse to many. A great word. Seek first what? The kingdom kingdom of God. And. His righteousness. Now that's a King James word. If you take the yes out. It'd just be rightness. Seek God's kingdom and God's rightness. And if you'll do that, will it affect you? It'll affect your life? Yeah, all these things. Now, these things you have to read up in the first part of the chapter there, and you'll see that he's talking about what you eat, what you wear, what we'd call the basic necessities and needs and desires of life. All that will be added to you. You won't have to get it yourself. He will add it to you. Now a lot of people shout about that last part. All these things will be added to you. But that's not our part. (laughs) That's God's part. And you'll find this to be, oftentimes, uh, Christians want to work on God's part. And that's missing it, isn't it? Because You don't have to work on God's part. God's got his part. He's got it. And all these things will be added to you. That's for a specific group. That's not going to happen for everybody. Who's it going to happen for? Those who seek first the kingdom of God and his rightness. If you do that, if we do that, God will do the last part, adding all those things to us. So we great shout about all those things being added to you, but you don't need to camp there. You need to get on the first part. Am I seeking his kingdom? What is his kingdom? And how do I do it? So uh, what is the kingdom of God? Now, we've already covered a lot of ground in these areas. So if you haven't been with us, go online, download the previous messages, go back in the word supply and get you a DVD or CD. It won't cost you anything. And around here we have a saying, no cost means no excuse for not knowing it, not getting it. Can't say you couldn't afford it. The kingdom of God is the king's domain, the king's dominion, what the king rules and reigns over. We're to seek that first. And we're to seek his rightness And the two go hand in hand. What is the king's domain? What is God's reign and domain? Now a lot of people would say, well, God's ruling over everything. Well, ultimately that's true. Immediately it's not true. God is not ruling and reigning over everything down here right now. It'll come to pass that he is in time to come. If you look at Hebrews and and, uh, you look at 1 Corinthians 15, it says then uh, will be brought to pass. When death is put underfoot and Jesus himself submitting to the Father. These things, well, has death been put underfoot yet? No. And Hebrews says we see not yet all things put under him. So it's accomplished. The plan is in motion. But right now. God is not reigning over every person down here and over every situation, but we are to seek that he does. Now, seek doesn't mean seek like you're trying to find it. It's the matter of pursuing the advancing and the expanding, right, of the kingdom, of what God is reigning over. Now, back up to the ninth verse, please, Matthew 6, 9. They asked Jesus about praying, and he said, pray like this after this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When we pray, we got to watch about being too casual. When people become too casual to the point of being disrespectful, it's obvious they don't know who they're talking to. The further I go in my walk with the Lord every year, it seems like I get a little bit more of a grasp of how big he is. He is awesome beyond words. You look at the mountains, you look at the oceans, you look at the the sun, the moon, the the universe, the one who made them is far bigger than they are, right? Far greater, far more glorious than, And He is the one you're talking to when you're praying. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy, awesome, is your name. Right? need to remind ourselves who we're talking to, who we're coming before. You know, folks, a lot of folks would pray differently if they realized who they're talking to. I mean, if you got to go to the, the president's office. Yeah. Would you run in there and fall across his desk and go, "Oh, Mr. President! Oh, Mr. President! Oh, Mr. President! Mr. President! Mr. President!" He'd say, "What? What?" And you go, "Oh, Mr. President! Mr. President! Mr. President! Oh, Mr. President! Mr." President. <laughs> well the one you're talking to our Father which art in heaven is far greater right remember where you are remember you're coming boldly to the throne room remember who you're talking to right and show some some reverence yeah you got a right to be there not because of what you've done but because Jesus bought and paid for you right that's the only reason you and I can come boldly into the throne of grace but we can come I said we can come And we can talk to him and we can pray to him and he'll hear us. It's an awesome thing. He'll hear us and he'll listen to us. And the first thing he said to ask for was verse 10. Ask for what? Your, Your, the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then what is it, verse 12 and 13? He sums it up at the end by saying, For thine is what? The kingdom and the power and the glory forever. As I've studied this, I was reminded and saw clearer than ever how much the church has gotten away from this. Jesus talked about the kingdom all the time. The disciples in the book of Acts and and Paul and and Peter and different ones in the writings, the epistles to the church, they talk about the kingdom constantly. And in the church, modern church, the kingdom is kind of a vague idea. And most of the time people are coming to church to try to get help with their lives. (laughs) And basically it's let's see if we can get some help so I can build my kingdom, my life, my career, and that's not what he said. And that's also why a lot of people's needs are not being met and things are not, because they're not seeking his kingdom and his rightness. But is it true that if you'll seek first, the Young's Literal Translation says, the reign of God, if you'll seek that, and his rightness, all these things will be added to you. Go with me to the book of Revelation, please. Revelation 1. In Revelation 1 and verse 5 Revelation 1.5 says Jesus Christ the faithful witness. Everybody say faithful. Amen. And the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. The prince of the what? The Is the Jesus the king of kings yes. and the lord of lords. Then there are kings, plural, and there are lords, plural. Who are the kings? He's king of. Who are the lords? He's lord of. Four or five people think they know. Well, you don't have to speculate. He uh, He loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. That didn't only save us from hell. That qualified us for a future with him. <laughs> oh somebody say glory to God. Verse 6 tells us he has made us. We didn't do it. He did it. He's made us what? Kings and priests. Under God and his Father, to him be glory and what? Dominion Dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are the kings. He's king of. Not my idea. We're reading Bible. We are the Lord's. He's Lord of. Whew. Revelation 5. Let's read another couple of these. Revelation 5.10. Revelation is the end of the book. It's the revelation of the future. What happens past all this? What's coming? this is what's coming. (laughs) He's made us unto our God, kings and priests, says it again. And what are we going to do with this that he's made us? We shall reign on the earth. Somebody said, I I thought I was getting rid of this place, getting out of this place. It's going to be fixed for us. New heavens. New earth. And you and I are going to reign with Him. Glory to God. And it's going to be just, just as real as us being in Branson right here today. And the cities and places. That his people will rule over. With just as real as New York. Or Los Angeles. Or Chicago or Miami. Come on are you listening? Yeah. Only much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but very. Very real. You're not going to be sitting on a cloud. With a harp. No. No. whiling away the millennia. <laughs> floating and strumming along. <laughs> you and I will have our Assignments and our appointments and we will do it under his kingship and under his lordship we will reign hallelujah with him somebody say with him, with him. this is not a fairy tale this is our future revelation 226 he said he that overcomes And keeps my works unto the end. Now keep that in mind. He that overcomes. Not he that is overcome. He that overcomes. And keeps my works to the end. What will he do? To him will I give power. Over the nations. Keep reading. And he shall rule them. With a rod of iron. There will be no elections. No. No committees. No elections. It won't be democratic. No it won't. It will not. And it will be the best thing you've ever been a part of. Hallelujah. He will have Set different ones in different positions and everybody will know they're in charge. That's it. Period. They'll rule with a rod of iron as vessels of a potter shall they be broken even as I've received of my father. And I'll give him the morning star. He that has an ear to hear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Skip down to the 17th chapter of Revelation. 17 and 14. 17, 14. These shall make war with the Lamb. How many think that's the dumbest thing anybody ever did? (laughs) And yet there's going to be millions that do it. And the Lamb shall overcome them. Of course He will. For He is Lord of lords and King of kings. Yes somebody say glory to God. (laughs) Well there's coming a time when all this devil and his angel and and people rebellious that have yielded to him and all of the junk that's going on in the earth it's going to be put down and put down hard and it's going to be the end of it forever. Glory to God. It needs to be. And the Lamb shall overcome them. Why? Because he is the Lord of lords. He is the King of kings. And if it stopped right there, it'd be something to shout about throughout the ages. But it didn't. Somebody's with him. Oh, come on. Did you see this? There's somebody with him. I said there's some people with him. There's some people with him. and I said you said it three times I got it the first no you didn't if you'd have got it you'd be shouting there are people with him who are they (laughs) they are the kings he's king of they are the lords he's lord of they are the ones that shall rule and reign with him they are the called. Yes. That's the description of the church. Yeah. The ecclesia. The called out ones. You know some years ago. I, I don't know exactly how I got on it. But I was thinking praise God. You know I I, I answered the call. And I, I followed the Lord. And, and the Lord spoke to my heart. I mean I heard it outwardly. But inside he said. Uh, he said son I helped you to do that. I called you. I chose you. And as he said that to me, I began to realize how many times, I didn't, did, did you answer the first altar call that you ever heard? I didn't. He gave me several more opportunities. I didn't respond the first time I knew I was supposed to pursue the ministry. He pursued us. He called us. He chose us. And by the mercy of God, eventually we responded. Come on, are you listening? If we'd have had any smarts, we'd have jumped with both feet the first time he said something, right? We are the called. We are the chosen. We are the faithful. He is faithful and true. And those with him are the faithful and true. Go with me to Matthew 7, please. Matthew 7. Matthew 7 and 21. Jesus said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Lordship is not just about talk. It's about submission and faith and action. Who is going to enter the kingdom of heaven? Keep reading. Read the rest of the verse. He that what? Doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Not just the ones that call him Lord, but the ones that do what he directs. If he's your Lord, that means he's in charge. Right? If Jesus is your Lord, that means whatever he says to you to do, that's what you do. Now this is the simplest Concept. It doesn't take long to describe it. But millions. Are not doing it. They're not complying. They're not following through. We have millions of church going people. They call him Lord. But what they should say is Savior. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're holding to him. As their Savior. To miss hell. But he is not their Lord. Because they make their plans. They Go where they want to go, live where they want to live, marry who they want to marry, divorce, and and change jobs and change churches like they're changing shirts. You can't do that if Jesus is really your Lord. You go where he directs you to go. You go where you're sent, you stay where you're stationed. You do what you're directed if he is your Lord. You believe it. Not just everybody that says Lord, Lord, but those that actually do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Go with me to Matthew 25, please. You're there in the 7th chapter, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, about verse 20 or so, Jesus is giving this parable of the kingdom. If you study it, you'll notice how many of his parables had to do with the kingdom. So many of them did. And here in chapter 25, he is giving this about how the kingdom operates, what's going to happen. And in 25, 14, he said, The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods. And he gave five talents to one, another two, to another one. To every man, according to his several or individual ability, took his journey. And uh, the one that received the five went and traded and made another five. The one who had the two, he gained another two. The one had the one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants comes and reckoned with them. So he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, you delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said to him, Well done, you good and what? Faithful servant, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you Ruler. ruler. Ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Who is going to be made ruler? The faithful. The faithful. You keep reading. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. I've gained two other talents beside him. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He heard exactly what the man that now has 10 heard. Right? Right? Why? Well, because the Lord didn't give him five to work with. Right? right? He doubled his. Well, that's as faithful as the other man who doubled his. Yeah. It's not just what you have under your hand. It's how faithful you are with what you have. It's Not how much. It's how faithful. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you are a hard man, reaping where you've not sown, gathering where you've not strawed. And I was afraid, and I hid your talent in the earth. And lo, here you have what is yours. His Lord answered and said, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. You ought to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I to receive mine own with usury or interest. Take the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents for unto everyone that has shall be given and he'll have abundance but from him that has not shall be taken away even that he has. See, why did the man hide it? Afraid. And why was he Afraid. Because he didn't trust the master. He said he's mean. He's hard. I'm scared I'll lose what I got. The master's not unreasonable. Is he? He's not unreasonable. He's good. He didn't trust him. Didn't have the faith to trust him. Didn't have the faith to step out. And do what he told him to do. I want you to think about this. If somebody puts you in charge of Branson. Today. I don't mean you were elected for a couple of years. I mean it's your city. Ain't going to be no elections. It's yours. To run. Well you're going to need some help. Is that right? You're going to need people in this area. and People in this area. and People in that area. To help oversee and, and take care of things for you. Who are you going to appoint? Who are you going to appoint? Who? Well-known people. People that always wanted to run something. People that like to be seen. Like to be noticed. People that really enjoy being important. People that love money. What? Who are you going to put in? What does faithful mean? Faithful means you can trust them. Trust them to do what? It's your city. Trust them to do what you want done with your city. Right? If you can't trust them to do what you want done, you'd be foolish to put them in there. Foolish to appoint them. How would you know they will do what you want them to do? How would you know? If they did it with a candy bar. If they did it with a broom. If they did it with $10. If they were faithful with a small thing. That's an indicator. That they'll do the same thing. As it gets bigger. You know what you and I are doing right now? We are being proven. I said we are being proven. The Lord is allotting a talent to five, an opportunity, a few dollars in our hands, opportunities to do this. And so many times people think, oh, it's nothing to it. It's no big deal. It's not the big deal that's coming. But God's finding out who he can trust. And if you won't obey him with ten dollars. He's not going to put you over a city. Is that right? If you won't obey him with the tithe. If you won't obey him. And get involved in the church. Or the ministry. If you won't go do what he tells you to do. With people or with things. We're being proven right now. I said we're being proven right now. This life. Is showing what our heart is. Showing where our loyalties are. Showing what our faith is. And you can, you can clam up and be scared and go, well, I know I might mess up. I will. That is messing up. Right? The guy that clammed up and hid his talent, that's about as bad as you can mess up. If he'd have lost it, at least he was trying. He was trying to do something with what the master gave him. And you see in Luke's account of this same parable, Luke 19. You don't have to turn there. They'll put it up for us. Luke 19, 16. In Luke 19, 16, same parable, just Luke's account. The first one came and said, Lord, your pounds gained 10 pounds. Keep reading. And he said, well, you good servant, because you've been faithful in a very little, have authority over what? 10 cities. 10 cities. Somebody say 10 cities. Ten cities. Ten. Ten si- the earth is a big place. And in the world to come, there are not going to be oceans like there are now. That frees up a lot of real estate. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of people to oversee this thing. And whose is it? It's God's. It's His kingdom. But He's not going to personally take care of every detail. Those He appoints. Are going to do in his name. His will. Who would those be? Who would those be? Faithful people. How would he know he could trust us? Because down here. For our 50 years. Our 70 years. Our 80 years. Our 100 years. We handled our little handful of money. We handled our little opportunity, right? Our little, and if we did what He told us to do with it, the way He told us to do it, He knows. If they'd do it down there in the sin and the curse and the muck and the junk, if they'd obey me past their flesh and the temptations and the pressures of other people, I can trust them. I can trust them. And so, many are going to hear well done you were faithful in a few little things now behold and these cities are going to have names glory to God have authority over these three cities over these eight cities over these ten cities over these twenty cities hmm A lot of the unions and connections that the Lord has, we're already seeing now in this life. They extend beyond this life. A lot of us that work together down here, we'll still be working together. Because what the Lord does, the Bible says, it's forever. We may be seeing a lot of each other. Somebody says, "Sounds like a lot of work." It'll be glorious. It'll be glorious you'll have no pain, no aches right. you'll never be tired there'll be no pollution, there'll be no junk you, you'll want to be doing something and you'll be doing something with the master right. I yes. suppose the head of the church himself will check in on you from time yes. to time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. glory, to glory to God and then of course I'm sure we'll have those great times when all of us come together around the throne yeah. And just worship God till the heavens shake. Glory to God. And then you say, I better check on my cities. I better check on my cities. And what is it you'll be doing? You'll be doing exactly what you know the Father wants done. You'll not be doing your own thing you will never have a better idea than the one he gave you. Come on, are you listening to me? You see, God has had issues in ages past of his creation rebelling against him. I believe it's a sore subject with him. The angels, apparently a third of them, following Lucifer's rebellion. That's not a fairy tale. That happened. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. And now on the earth. He creates Adam and Eve. He creates perfection. They disobey him. They follow the devil. Who rebelled against him. And then within a few generations. This whole place is so evil. And so vile. It took a flood. To cleanse it. What? Blatant. Open. Arrogant blasphemous rebellion against him. We don't know how much of this there has been in ancient times past. But we know from the scripture who God's looking for. What's he looking for? He's not looking for the smartest. He's not looking for the strongest. Who's he looking for? He's looking for people that love him and that he can trust. That will do what he says the way he says when he says when you understand when you don't have a clue why you just do what he tells you to do why because he is my Lord he is my king. hallelujah my Lord and my king. come on friend are you are you stirred in your heart this morning? do you want to be one he can trust do you want to be one called faithful? well don't fixate on cities and ruling and reign with him in the future because you're qualifying right now. We got to focus on what's in our hand, what's available in front of us and don't despise the small things because it's not just the amount or who who knows about it. It's the faithfulness of it. Can he trust us? Can he count on us? Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Just pray this out loud. Just just close your eyes and lift up your hand. Say it out loud Father God, Father God I, do bow my knee I do bow my knee to the Lordship of Jesus, to the Lordship of Jesus. under you, under you the, God of the God of heaven. And I desire, and I desire to, be one to be one you can trust. You can trust. Forgive, me Forgive me for any unfaithfulness not taking things seriously or not following through with everything you've told me to do. By your grace, that can stop and I can be and I purpose to be faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just stand up on your feet for a moment. Stand up on your feet. Let's lift our hands. and Don't look at me. Just close your eyes and put your heart towards him. Oh, Father, we worship you. We give you glory. We adore you. We magnify you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Put up on the screen for us. Romans 14 and 17. The kingdom of God is not food and drink. How many know everything down here is so temporary and it's all passing away? The Bible said our life is like grass. It's like a flower that blooms and it's gone. That's our life. We ought not be fixated on the natural things that are happening down here. And live like we're going to do this forever because we're not. In just a few days, we're out of here, one way or the other. Amen. Kingdom of God's not all that. What is the kingdom of God? Rightness, what's right, and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. If God's not ruling over you, The devil is. There's nobody on the planet really doing their own thing independent of any spiritual dominion. You got the kingdom of darkness and you got the kingdom of light. There's only two spiritual fathers God, the father of lights, and the prince of darkness. And if you hadn't been born again, and if you hadn't been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of God's dear Son, then you would be and you are under the dominion of darkness. Part of that darkness is even blind to the fact that you're under darkness. Yeah, that's, right. that's how blind you are. Yes, <laughs> right. yeah. But where the king's rule is manifested, the king's will is done. The Lord told his disciples, Go and preach and heal and cast out and deliver and when they see the healing and when they see the deliverance say the kingdom is here why because if God's will is done in the earth like it is in heaven everybody will be healed everybody will be saved everybody will be free is that right And we're not seeing that, but where anybody will bow their knee and yield to him and believe him and obey him, we will see healings, deliverances, provision, protection. We're seeing the will of God done in the earth. We're seeing the reign of God manifested. Come on. Can you see this? When they came and asked him about the kingdom and when it would appear, he said, the kingdom does not come by outward observance. It's not looking here to find it, looking here in this world. He said, but the kingdom is within you. Why would that be so? God's not reigning over everything on this messed up planet. But if you bowed your knee to him, he's reigning over the inside of you. Somebody say, the kingdom's in me. Why? Because he's reigning. He's reigning over my heart. Over my life. Put up James on the screen. James chapter 4 and verse 6. God gives more grace. Wherefore he says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Well what about the proud? They don't want God to reign over them. They're their own man they think. Self made man. Pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. That's laughable. You couldn't get out of bed and find the door. (laughs) Without God giving you breath. Without God keeping gravity working on the planet so you don't fly off into space. Without God keeping the sun shining. We're not just made of him. We're sustained every millisecond. All things are upheld by the word of his power. And the people who don't think so are fools. The Bible said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And there's a lot of fools around. Aren't you glad God's given you the mercy and grace to know the truth and to acknowledge your God? And verse 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Who's going to do this? The understood subject is you. God's not going to make you submit to him. Some people are trying to say, ah, when God gets ready for you to do it, you know, he'll, you're going to do, you'll have to do it. No, no, you can go your whole life and never do what God wants you to do. He's not going to make you. If you're going to submit to him, it'll be because you, of your own free will, volitionally, voluntarily, you submitted yourself to God. Look what comes next after that if and when you have done that what you can do next you actually begin to rule and reign in this life Romans talks about reigning in life as kings did Jesus walk and operate in the world like a king did he speak to the winds and waves did he spoke to the tree did he command disease to leave yeah. and demons? That's like a king, yeah. isn't it? Was he? Is he reigning, yeah. showing us how to do it? Yeah. But do you know why? He was completely submitted to the Father. He said, "I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see Him do. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me." Can the Father trust? Jesus completely that's why he's king of kings and lord of lords among other reasons if you'll do that what comes next resist the devil who's the understood subject there you 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 resist the devil and what will happen some Christians have not experienced victory and success in trying to exercise authority because they themselves have not been submitted to God. They don't do what he tells them to do. So when they try to exercise the authority over the devil, he laughs because he says, you're rebellious like me. I don't have to listen to you. You don't listen to God. I don't have to listen to you. Oh, but friend, when he really is your God, not just your Savior, but he is your Lord. Every morning when your eyes come open, you say, Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, my money is your money. My time is your time. My health and strength is Your. You are my Lord. And if you're really doing that, And the enemy tries to mess with you. You've given God his place over you. And now you can require and demand. That the devil take his place under your feet. And when you resist him. What will happen? He will flee. He'll run. Not just because you have authority. But because you're submitted under. The one who has authority over you. You can exercise your authority. Can you see that, Saints? Praise God. Stand up again if you would. Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Close your eyes, say it out loud again, Father, by your grace. grace. I'm gonna prove myself. I'm gonna qualify that you can trust me, that you can count on me. I will do what you say. I will do do it your way. You are my King. You are my Lord. And your reign covers me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.